Hello everyone, welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. I am your host, David Thackeray. I'm a hospitality professional with two decades of experience in the bar and restaurant industry. My pursuit in this podcast is to have difficult conversations of our industry and of society as a whole. Today's Sunday, January the 17th, 2021. I'm doing this podcast today. I'm, I'm doing this episode today because the last time I, the last episode that I had, which is episode 98, I told you about the, the, the objective for me to stop making the podcast, to finish, not stop it, to finish this particular um, podcast, right? And in that episode, I talked about, uh, or I mentioned that I was going to be to leave two uh, episodes for for the end, right? Uh, the the very end would be after January the twentieth, whenever there's a new president that is uh, sworn in, and uh, and then I said, you know, in a couple of weeks I'll do the the next one. Well, the couple of weeks really was I wanted to wait until after January the sixth because I had been reading and looking at the uh, conservative extremist uh, media that there was going to be an event in Washington. There was going to be this, this protest. And, um, but I didn't want to say that cause I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, give it validity. Right. And that, that it was going to be a big deal, but it was also with caution as to, I'm not sure what's going to happen because don't want to be, you know, accusing either. Well, unless you're living on the rock, um, you know what happened. The uh, Trump supporters stormed the Capitol and destroyed uh, property, what is considered as public property, but it's still government property. And made a statement that they were willing to break the law in order to get their way. I mean, that is, you know, that, that, that is what they stated. And, you know, the crazy thing is this, is that then some of you, some people have been saying, well, this is, you know, like the summer, the Black Lives Matter and all of these other um, protests. It's nothing like it. It's, this is, the, you, you, they do not compare because there are allegations of fraudulent election. This is what the Trump supporters are are um, are claiming. And this is the reason why they went to the Capitol in mass to protest. But there is no evidence of that. Multiple lawyers, and one of of which I talked about in this in this podcast, which was um, the lady from uh, from Texas. And uh, and she constantly promised her and Giuliani promised evidence, evidence, evidence. They had the opportunity during that time to to present the evidence to the courts. And if you read the transcripts, the courts were not impressed with the this idea that a high uh, um, a lawyer with so much publicity like Rudy Giuliani would actually show up to court with such bullshit evidence 
But even more than that, I mean, if they, they really have truth, then they would have posted that truth uh, as evidence on social media. And um, because, you know, that happens all the time, right? But evidence is not somebody said that they saw somebody do something that might have been done by someone they were talking to. That's not, there's no evidence there. Anyways, moving on from that is the fact that these people have been just fomenting this frenzy of, of, uh, of fraudulent that this election was stolen. The truth of the matter is that these are the same people that stole the election in 2000. Because if you look it up, the Brooks Brothers riot, which was a bunch of conservatives that stormed a, a, um, a, a public building. I can't remember what it was. I guess a county, wherever the clerks were counting, recounting the, uh, the ballots uh, in the Gore George W. Bush uh, 2000 election in Florida because they had the whole thing with the hanging chat. If you don't know anything about that, you should look it up. Plenty of information on that these days because it's been 20 years since that happened. But to give you the brief uh, version of it, the ballots were done on cards, so physically. And um, just so you, if you think that you can't st- steal an election with uh, physical cards, right? If it's only electronic. Um, they, if you voted for, for Bush, then the, the, the cards were punctured, right? Whenever you hit the machine and you old school, right? And it punctured. So you had George W. Bush's name. And if you voted for him, then the puncture was right underneath his name. Then next to it, you know, with enough distance, a bit of distance, there was Al Gore's name. And if you voted for Al Gore, it actually punctured in between the names, So that's some bullshit right there, right? Very, very clear. And the thing about it was that these uh, these conservatives dressed with their khakis and blazers stormed this building to stop the count because they were saying, making the allegation that this election was being stolen from George Bush, right? Well, the same shit is happening right now, except the other way around. Like they they they're trying to storm and saying that the election was was stolen uh, from Donald Trump. So at least we have two incidents of Republicans stealing election, or at least trying to, and uh, and yet that accusation is what they're putting up against uh, Democrats. The thing is, is that Donald Trump never won the popular vote. Donald Trump wasn't polling very well even amongst Republicans um, leading up to the election. And the thing is, it's like there was a high turnout and he got a fair amount, a lot of votes, you know, 74 million votes is quite a bit. But still, Biden got 81 million votes. Now, I know it's an electoral college. It's not the popular vote thing. But in those 81 million votes, he was able to pull away pull in enough electoral votes um, and so here we are <clears throat> with this false claim um, and uh, and and so then whenever you compare it to the Black Lives Matter well this is nothing like that 
because people were being killed, unarmed men killed by the police, happening constantly, being caught on video. So this is not new. You know, this has been happening since, you know, the, the, the emancipation, right? Because you can go back and, and find plenty of incidents where um, uh, whites went on a rampage lynching people of color. Uh, immigrants in general, definitely people of color. And uh, and so the violence has always come from, from that side, um, from white supremacists. And so 10 years ago, 11 years ago, FBI had a report that said white supremacists were infiltrating the uh, law enforcement. And, you know, here we are 10, 11 years later, constantly seeing these uh, videos of police killing unarmed men some, um, multiple times, running away from the police so they, th they pose no threat to the police officer you can chase chase the motherfucker i mean you already have sometimes the helicopters are already up in the air and you got several units right so there you go then there is uh the george floyd which was this guy just stood there so it's known by law enforcement and security guards and all that if you put someone in a prone position prone is whenever someone is laying on their belly right and on their chest and especially when that person has their hands behind their back. So all the weight is on their chest and on, on, their, on their stomach. Um, and it's, a, it's an awkward position for your lungs. They know that within one minute, that person can, can asphyxiate or start having pro serious problems breathing. So in George Floyd's case, they put him in a prone position. And then the cop put his knee on his neck for nearly nine minutes eight minutes and 46 seconds and so you cannot compare the protest to that sort of brutality and cold murder by police officers to some fraudulent claim that never existed there's no evidence of that the evidence you know and, and that's the other part is is the evidence or you know all these videos that are popping up as clear evidence and then you know police get off but then the these protesters are saying oh fraudulent election but they have no evidence you cannot compare the two it is stupid to try and compare the two so then okay so we have these guys and they rush the uh the capital you know they haven't really said i haven't heard anyone say maybe maybe i'm not listening well enough to the media because you know all of it gets because it becomes a matter of sell uh advertising you know selling advertisement but i haven't really heard them discuss what would happen if for whatever reason these aides that took the ballots and put them in a safe place what if they hadn't done that i mean what if if in the frenzy of it all um had the capitol police um, that was leading them in because we saw that also on video had actually taken him so directly into the space where exactly where the, the ballots were what if the aides hadn't had time to take the ballots what if they would have gotten uh, flustered and, and left the ballots behind and, and thought that the police had that 
chamber the chambers secure and what if the protesters had gotten their hands on on those ballots what would they have done hold them for ransom maybe destroy them what we what what's those the procedure after that what, what do we do after that do we have a procedure is it is it written in the constitution what happens after that because it sounds like a, a a coup right and and you would say oh well this is a coup by the people by the minority people by the people that lost and the thing about a democracy is that it's a rule of the majority without infringing on the rights of the minority. But that doesn't mean, and when it talks about that, it's, it's basically saying, saying one side wins, the other one loses, right? People that actually go out and vote, and it's like, okay, you voted and you lost, right? Your candidate lost. Well, now we don't go persecuting you. But that doesn't also mean that the that minority group or that group that lost is going to go and persecute the majority the group that won and okay you're going to say well you know that's what they did to Donald Trump the whole time that he was in office bullshit bullshit because if you go stand in the street and you start talking shit to everybody that walks by you go to work and you start talking shit to everyone that walks by right everyone in the office You're just talking mad shit to them. You got your little crew of, you know, whatever. The two people that, that like your dumb ass. And you just do that day after day after day. Everywhere you go. You go to your your, your Starbucks, you know, and, and you just harass people, right? You're just talking shit. And you're talking shit. Everywhere you go, you got your little fucking crew of two. And you're just talking mad shit to everyone that you come across. What do you think is going to happen? Especially in those spaces where you have to deal with these people on a regular basis, you know, at home, in your neighborhood, um, at your church, at at work, um, you know, the local uh, coffee shop or whatever else there is. These people you're going to see on the regular basis. So what do you think is going to happen? Think they're just going to laugh it off? Do you think they're just going to stay quiet you think that they're going to turn the other cheek i mean how many times are they going to do that that's essentially what donald trump did he went on fucking twitter and every time that he had his little rallies and every time that he had a press conference he just talked mad shit he chastised the uh reporters um he talk shit about other world leaders he um, you know had the whole shithole countries situation going while in the, in the meantime he was he was making us look like and he was creating he was bankrupting us you know that's his specialty so he he made us a shithole country that that was his whole thing right um, and so You know, for you to say that these are the same things is not. It, it, the only thing that is real here is the fact that he inspired. I, I can't say inspired because it's such a such a insult to the word. You know, it just it, it just mires it. It just makes it put some filth onto the word. But you know, it just drove uh, or moved 
his followers to be just as obnoxious as he is. So you, you can't say that this is the same. So here we are, January the 17th. The, the small chatter that was caught before everyone got banned from uh, Twitter and, and Facebook and all that was that today, January the 17th, was going to be the next protest. And the thing about it is that during the January the 6th protest, they said they were coming back with their guns. So that was a threat, right? I mean, if you don't understand that that's a threat, then you don't know much about the violent gun culture of the United States because no one says fuck you you're a piece of shit next time I see you I'm going to have my gun with me <laughs> and uh, and it means you know hey you want to go out to lunch they just they just that's not the way that goes however uh, the mayor of uh, D.C., Nancy Pelosi, and even Mike Pence uh, mobilized the uh, National Guard and the local law enforcement, capital uh, police, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, they, they, they had a show of force in Capitol Hill all week or since Thursday, I think. It was, and so today there were small protests here and there, but nothing, nothing big. The plan for them had been to protest and be in Capitol Hill, the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, you know, just butting up up against the uh, inauguration on on Wednesday, the 20th. But that seems to have been uh, thwarted by. The National Guard, right? Being that presence, they're actually going to have to go up against a formidable force that is uh, prepared. And given that they already lost the uh, <laughs> the bullshit uh, narrative that they're all for the blue, you know, the blue line, thin blue line, and whatnot, that was just a way to, you know, support their bigotry. Those those racists in, in police departments. Not all police officers are racist, but there is a problem within law enforcement where that uh, bigotry is uh, is uh, manifested in violence, right? And it's, it's violence with impunity. And I think that law enforcement needs to do a better job at vetting officers that have any type of connection to violent extremist groups like that and make sure that they do not, that are not part of the, uh, of the force. But given that they bludgeoned a police officer to death, Capitol Police, they, they bludgeoned this guy to death during the January the 6th uh, riots. And another one was trampled and... Um, he was squeezed to the point that he had severe injuries. And then within a few days, uh, he passed away. So they killed two police officers in their rampage on the Capitol Hill. Um, 
there's nothing love the blue to that right as well as the the other capital police that got chased around and 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 you know i'm sure there were a lot of others that had uh have injuries that had uh you know found themselves in, in precarious fucked up situations that we didn't hear about because there was no video of it it was just it's just a, a report somewhere and you know that kind of shit that gets lost right but the uh the idea that they are the law and order group you know is there's proof now there's evidence this is what you call evidence right that is bullshit there's evidence that the law and order narrative of the republican party is bullshit So, I'm keeping these uh, episodes uh, on the short side. Um, I don't have any interviews uh, for this. I don't know what I'm on the on the very last one if I'm going to have a a, uh, a guest or not. But it is going to be after the twentieth to kind of give a little bit of recap of that because th- again, I'm going to reiterate this this podcast started off to be for the industry right for for restaurants and bars and and for me to talk to the people that make things happen but the fact of the matter is that unfortunately this is this industry is driven by a popularity contest and unfortunately in times like 2020 a lot of people cannot speak their mind because it's gonna hurt their their opportunity to get a certain job to you know have their business grow whatever it is i'm in a unique position to not give two fucks about that but i think that the uh the important thing is that somebody has to say something right and the people that have the publicity because they pay for that publicity through publicists and you know whatever other means um, aren't going to really talk about the serious issues because, yes, they'll tap dance around the fact that, you know, Congress abandoned us, um, you know, the restaurant and bar industry, not just by giving us the just the bullshit PPP loans, but also by not giving a stimulus directly to uh, restaurants and bars the second time around. Also by promote, but by promoting and um and 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 helping donald trump create confusion during the pandemic from the very 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 beginning of this every time he he contradicted what a scientist said about the pandemic he was creating this situation in which restaurants and bars are in today because by promoting you know his supporters in michigan you know fight for freedom or you know free michigan and all that other bullshit that he was tweeting at the time people decided not to wear masks people decided to still congregate and what does that did that do for the virus it allowed it to stay alive reopening during the spring spring late spring so far from what i understand that scientists say is that the viruses usually become less lethal in order to stay alive, in order to stay in a population. 
So what is the population? The population is the nation. So let's say that you live in a, in a, in a town that's got 10,000 people and the virus comes through, right? The reason for quarantine is like, okay, you have one person that got sick and he came in contact with these other three people. So you take them all and you quarantine them, right? Take the person that is sick and you put them, you know, out, you know, not out, but you know, you, you quarantine them in the hospital away from the other ones. The other two or the other three people that got infected or that may, that, that were in contact with him are put in quarantine. That's how you isolate that virus. Now, whether those people got sick or not is it's a different thing entirely. But after the, the, the incubation periods have passed, after the time has lapsed that that virus would have manifested itself in those people, well, now you've effectively killed that virus from that population because the one person, let's say they, they got cured, right? Well, there's that. The other three people, let's say they didn't get infected. All right. That's the end of it. But if those three people started to protest that their rights were being violated, blah, 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 blah. And one of them say, fuck you, I'm walking out here. And in that process, then they start to protest. And then their the family member is like, well, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm with you because, you know, you're my cousin or whatever in the fuck it is. Well, if that person was infected, well, now they just pass it on to a few more people. And depending on how many people are infected is how lethal it becomes because it can kill the host if it's, if it's spread all around the, uh, the population. So let's say same scenario, the one person comes into the population, there's a big festival, they're at the festival, let's say like the rodeo, right? 100,000 people there. And, uh, but, you know, we're talking about this 10,000 uh, popular, you know, this town of a population of 10,000. Okay, so they're in the festival. Half the town is there, 5,000 people. And this person spreads uh, and gives it to 15 people. Well, those 15 people are going to go home and give it to their families or their neighbors and so on and so forth. So the mortality rate is going to be worse. Than if it was just the one person. All I'm, I'm saying, all I'm saying is that during the spring and the summer, <clears throat> that virus mutated in order to be less lethal, so it can spread. In the winter times, now we've seen the numbers of death go up. We're almost at four hundred thousand deaths, and all of that was was created by the failure of every politician and every talking head and every influencer and all of these people that kept saying they're trying to take away our rights instead of just understanding that this is not understanding fuck that they don't they don't give a shit whether they understood it or not they didn't give a fuck they just went against anything that democrats thought was a good idea and in this case was listening to the scientists so the fear that people have now, I think, a, almost a year later, there's good reason why your bar and your restaurant is not doing well. People are afraid to congregate. I mean, they might do curbside, but frankly, there's plenty of food at the supermarket that is 
pretty much ready to eat. So why pay it? Why pay fifteen, twenty dollars a person when with twenty, fifteen, or twenty dollars I can go to the supermarket and have three meals for two people? So all of this was created by the same people that have uh, been lying about what happened during the election, and I think it's it's a it's a hard hard time in the United States. And I think that there will be more hard times because these people have now incubated this, these lies, right? These ideas that they are somehow persecuted and they're fighting against anything that is not exactly their ideas and their side. So regardless of how much you try to help, regardless of how much you try to reason, whatever reasonable argument you have, they're going to see it as you manipulating them. And so we have some hard times ahead, my friends. The funniest thing and the most real thing I saw was a cartoon that had this guy that was standing at the door and it's kind of like it's a you know in the cartoons whenever they they nail the planks up against the uh, door to protect themselves from what's outside and um and he's standing up against with his back towards the door after putting you know all these planks on the door and there's the wolf in there with him with the holding the hammer right and the outside looking in through the window are the sheep going like what the fuck is going on you have friends and family that are into this shit well they're in a cult there's no denying that that is a fact they're in a cult because nothing reasonable is going to make them change their mind it's good to be a humble winner remember when I was here four years ago remember how bad that felt Remember that half the country right now still feels that way. Please remember that. Remember that for the first time in the history of America, the life expectancy of white people is dropping because of heroin, because of suicide. All these white people out there that feel that anguish, that pain, that mad because they think nobody cares, and maybe they don't. Let me tell you something. I know how that feels. I promise you, I know how that feels. If you're a police officer, and every time you put your uniform on, you feel like you got a target on your back. You're appalled by the ingratitude that people have when you would risk your life to save them. Oh, man, believe me. Believe me. I know how that feels. Everyone knows how that feels. But here's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that. And I don't hate anybody. I just hate that feeling. That's what I fight through. That's what I suggest you fight through. You got to find a way to live your life. You got to find a way to forgive each other. You got to find a way to find joy in your existence in spite of that feeling. 
And if you can't do that, come get these nigga lessons. Thank you very much, and good night. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep the conversation going.